Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundClouds and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Proposed budget up 11.8% by Joanna K. Zavallis. Town Administrator Patrice Garvin and Superintendent John Phelan presented the proposed town and school budgets for fiscal year 2020 to the Selectman School Committee and Warrant Committee jointly on March the 4th. The total budget for the town, including the school budget, is $129 million. That is up 11.8%, which is, uh, translates to $13.7 million over the fiscal year 2019. 6.4% increase for schools and 4.4% increase for the town. Garvin said the increase is mainly driven by the $11.5 million debt service for the new grade 7 through 12 building project, an increase of 144.6% from fiscal year 2019. The highest priorities in development and development budget were education and facilities. The main message from Garvin was an override would most likely be needed for the fiscal year 2021 because the town is constrained on revenue and needs to maintain its AAA bond rating. Funds from the 2015 override were only supposed to uh, last three years, but the town managed to stretch them an additional two years, said Garvin. The fiscal year 2020 budget, uh, the 2015 override budgets are being used to support sidewalk repairs, which is valued at uh, costing at $220,631, and the pavement management program uh, at $331,144, and to maintain the current level of series provided by the town, services, excuse me, provided by the town. She said, moving forward, the town will develop a strategy to increase revenue through recreation enterprise funds, seeking additional grand opportunities and through negotiations with union employees for the town and school committees, town and school employees, when their contracts are up for renewal in June of 2020. She also said the development in Cushing Square and future development of the McLean property, if it is rezoned, and the South Pleasant Street property would, uh, was also recently rezoned, could help in new growth. Phelan said that there were three drivers to the 20, fiscal year 20 budget. English language learners, 10% of the current student population, special education and health insurance, for the additional staff needed, Belmont spends $13,656 per pupil. 
That is $2,300 less than the state average of 15956 Enrollment continues to increase annually by about 100 students since 2010, and the trend is expected to continue through 2026, based on an analysis done by McKibben Associates in March 2018, according to Phelan. He is requesting 3.6 full-time employees being added at a cost of $298,673 to the budget. The positions include elementary guidance counselors at $100,974, a middle school foreign language teacher, $28,850, a high school assistant principal at $40,000, and a high school teacher at $28,850, and a district-wide English language learner program director at $100,000. In an email... To the Citizen Herald, Phelan said the Leadership Council identified more than 20 positions needed to support teachers and students. The 3.6 additional educators were the most prioritized. If these positions were not in place next year, three of our four elementary schools would not have full-time guidance counseling services in place at a full-time level, which is truly a need, said Phelan. In addition, he said the enrollment needs for world language at the middle school and math and social studies at Belmont High School would not be addressed, resulting in class size increasing to a higher level. The increasing enrollment and having a high school adjacent to the construction site for the new 7 through 12 building is another reason an additional assistant principal is needed, said Phelan. The English director is currently responsible for overseeing the state-mandated services for English language learners and is responsible for reporting the work to the state. Without the new position of the English language learner program director, Phelan said they would have difficulty complying with the state mandates and the quality of service to students would be diminished. The health insurance for the additional staff totals $39,800. Athletes will need to be relocated during construction of the new high school, requiring $73,024 to rent field space, pool time, and for bus runs. Due to the growing student enrollment, another bus is being requested to transport students to and from school for $73,800. Instead of increasing student fees for extracurricular activities, The budget includes $320,350. Text, materials, and supplies due to increased enrollment requirements are an additional $74,877 for the fiscal year 2020. Facilities facilities, facilities is the department that has the most needs, increasing 6.2% in fiscal year 2020, according to Garvin. The budget includes a $45,000 to hire new full-time facilities coordinator to work in the facilities department overseeing the maintenance and repair of all town buildings. She said the facilities department requested another additional $340,000 but was denied. In her proposed budget cover letter, Garvin wrote, 
We are seeing unanticipated maintenance due to failure to provide timely maintenance in the past. Once the new high school is online, maintenance demands will only increase. It will be important for the fiscal task force to incorporate this into long-range fiscal plans. And now over to my colleague, Claire. Thanks, Bob. Zoning Board of Appeals Sides with Belmont Neighbors by Diane McLaughlin. Belmont's Zoning Board of Appeals sided with a group of neighbors opposing the town's decision to issue a building permit for a four-car garage on Clark Street. In a four-to-one vote, the ZBA agreed with neighbors that a building permit should not have been issued because the roof height exceeded the maximum allowed under the bylaw. The decision was based on a special counsel's opinion, a 2016 amendment to the Belmont's zoning bylaws, made the house a non-conforming structure. During a public hearing in February, arguments by attorneys for the homeowner and the neighbors raised questions about the town meeting's intent when it amended the zoning bylaws in 2016. The case involved a house with within the single residence C district at 65 Clark Street, owned by Jin Lu and 65 Clark Real Estate LLC. A building permit was issued in November 2018 for a four-car garage with a second story of living space. In December, neighbors filed an appeal with the ZBA arguing the building permit should not have been issued because the roof height to the ridge, the highest point, is 36.35 feet, making it a non-conforming structure. In 2016, town meeting had changed the maximum building height for dwellings in the single residence C district to 34 feet to the ridge. A special permit from the planning board would be required for additions to non-conforming structures that increased the gross floor area by more than 30%. But the town's building inspector, Glenn Clancy, interpreted the bylaw as applying to new structures, not to projects on existing homes, according to a letter he wrote before the neighbors appealed. During the ZBA's meeting, March 4, Vice Chairman Jim Zarkatis said, Belmont's town council recommended a special counsel Thomas Mullen, uh, to review the case. In a letter to the ZBA, Mullen wrote the building was a pre-existing non-conforming structure based on Belmont's zoning bylaws. Whatever may have been said at town meeting in 2016 from the perspective of a property owner who reads the zoning bylaw in an attempt to understand its application to his land, there is no difference between the height restrictions applicable to single residency district and all the other dimensional provisions of the zoning bylaw. All of them, when adopted, relegated then existing buildings that exceeded the new limitations to the statutes of pre-existing non-conforming structures, Mullen wrote. During the February public hearing, Mark Bobrowski, the attorney for the neighbors, further argued mass uniformity laws would prevent Mel Belmont from applying bylaw amendments only to new buildings. In his letter, Mullen wrote that the question of whether town meeting could have limited roof height restrictions only to new buildings was a harder question and one that need not be answered to resolve the issue before the board. 
The letter cited several court rulings related to uniform bylaws. Zarkatis, Andrew Plunkett, Phil Ruggiero, and Casey Williams voted in favor of the neighbor's appeal, with Blake Currier voting against it. ZBA Chairman Nicholas Iannuzzi recused himself. The homeowner will need to request a special permit from the planning board to proceed with the project. During the February public hearing, the homeowner's attorney, Stephen Rosales, had argued the roof height was conforming based on other definitions within the zoning bylaw. He also said the planning board's 2016 town meeting report supported his interpretation and the amendments would not apply to existing conforming buildings. After Monday's ZBA vote, Rosales told the Belmont Citizen Herald that he was disappointed by the decision. It is still my opinion that the planning board in 2016 intended that this amendment in question dealing with buildings was meant to be for new structures and not existing structures, Rosales said. He referred to the planning board meeting of 2016 town meeting report, which said the bylaw amendments establishes criteria for new homes and large additions on non-conforming lots less than 9,000 square feet and 75 foot of frontage. Now over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Question of the week for Housing Authority candidates by Joanna Catesovellis. There are two candidates running for the five-year Housing Authority seat in the upcoming town election April 2nd. They are newcomer Cassandra Page and incumbent Thomasina Olson. The Housing Authority has five members, four of whom are elected for overlapping five-year terms, while the fifth is appointed by the state. The full-time salaried executive director supervises and coordinates the programs. According to Belmont's town website, the Belmont Housing Authority manages programs which provide housing assistance for low-income families, veterans, and the elderly. It presently manages a total of 256 units of conventional housing, which includes <coughs> 100 units of veterans and family housing, 154 units of elderly and handicapped-slash-disabled housing, and two units for housing for the developmentally disabled. The authority also administers two Massachusetts rental vouchers, three alternative housing vouchers, 20 existing Section 8 rental assistance certificates, and 25 Section 8 housing voucher certificates. Each week leading up to the election, the Belmont Citizen Herald will ask Page and Olson a question to help voters decide which candidate is the best choice. This week's question is, what other programs or services do you think the Housing Authority should offer its residents or improve upon and why? Thomasina Olson. The Belmont community needs additional affordable housing as our population ages as clearly identified by the housing production plan produced by the Housing Trust of which I am a member. One tool is tax credit housing which addresses the need of households with income lower than 60% of the median income, most likely people 55 and older who are anticipating their long-term living needs as they begin to retire. Providing more moderate income housing allows Belmont to keep long-term residents living in Belmont and supports the initiative of aging in place as vibrant members of our community. The Council on Aging on which I serve has been coordinating with the Belmont Housing Authority to identify social service programs to assist our current elders to remain in their homes as they age. Importantly, at the family housing units, I believe the goals are community and education. 
In concert with our new director, the Belmont Housing Authority Board has identified opportunities to bring residents together, similar to the goals of the April program, Better Together at the Belmont Library. Additionally, because of my commitment to education as a former reading specialist, the board placed two little libraries at the family units with the goal of encouraging literacy. Cassandra Page. I would love to see more activities on site across all three Housing Authority properties. The elderly slash disabled developments need a computer lab without, with computers and essentials like a copy printer fax machine on site for resident use. For those unable to afford their own or unable to travel far for access, I also think it would be great to get community involved in community involvement to offer basic computer skills. A community garden for fruits and vegetables would be a neat ac activity and promote healthy eating choice at a low cost. The family development needs activities for kids and teens. Our children would benefit from adding a basketball court, reading groups, and our water access back for personal sprinklers and gardens would remove the financial burden and inability to access public resources off-site, especially for those without access to a vehicle. Organized monthly events at each location, like potluck, cookouts, or movie nights during the nicer months would be beneficial for all residents to promote healthy relationships. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. Swastika drawn on library carpet by Joanna K. Zavallis. A student at the Belmont High School used water from a bottle to draw a swastika on the carpeted floor of the upper library at Belmont High School on February 26th at approximately 4 p.m. Interim, Belmont High School Principal Thomas Brow informed parents about it in an email on February 28th. He wrote, uh, the image was alarming, hurtful, and it was seen by some students who brought it immediately to my attention via email. I too was stunned and hurt to learn that this was done by someone in our school. Several teachers were quick to assist the students who saw the image and they responded quickly to me. Brow informed parents the person of interest was identified and met with the student and the student's family on February 27th. That student confessed to the terrible act. I cannot share information about evaluations, school consequences, counseling, disciplinary action, and or legal actions, but I can assure you that the policies of the Belmont High School Student Handbook were strictly enforced, wrote Brow. Superintendent John Phelan said he is concerned and saddened by the actions of the young person involved and, and encouraged by the actions of the Belmont High School students who responded responsibly to the issue by seeing something and saying something. The actions of our students stepping up to work with our educators and administrators demonstrates our goal of building strong relationships and that a positive culture is working, said Phelan. In his email to parents, Brow wrote that he thought it was important to share information about the incident with the Belmont community because horrible acts affect us all. Belmont High School is a school family, and when something is wrong, we need to come together and make it right. There were students who experienced emotional pain because of this wrongful act. They clearly made that known to me. Such a pain affects us all, wrote Brow. He concluded his email saying the school will not tolerate disrespectful and harmful acts. 
And now on to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Little Shop of Horrors opens March 21st. Little Shop of Horrors will come to life on Belmont High School stage for this year's Spring Musical, March 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, <coughs> with a cast of almost 90 students from the BHS Performing Arts Company participating. BHS theater specialist Urza Flam said this year's musical was chosen for its catchy songs inspired by 60s rock, doo-wop, and Motown, fun characters, and its blend of comedy and horror. According to Flam, the early 1980s off-Broadway hit, which was turned into a film, tells the story of Seymour Krelborn, a down-on-his-luck orphan employed by at Mushnick's Flower Shop. He is in love with his co-worker, Audrey, but she is in a relationship with a statistic evil dentist, though she also has feelings for Seymour. Everything changes when Seymour finds an unusual-looking Venus flytrap plant which feeds on blood. The bloodthirsty plant will come to life on the BHS stage through the use of four puppets which depict the plant's growth from a small bud to a giant monstrosity that can, and does, swallow a person whole, said Flam. Three different students will take turns operating the puppets, which Flam says are sure to be a highlight of the show for the audiences. The set crew has been working hard recreating the fictional skid row and the inside <coughs> of a flower show. Costumes capture a colorful 1960s aesthetic. Tickets are $15 for adults in advance or $18 at the door and $10 for children and students. There will be four performances, March 21, 22, and 23 at 7 p.m. and March 23rd at 2 p.m. in the BHS Auditorium. Tickets may be purchased at Champions Sporting Goods in Belmont Center. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Potholes in what was once, quote, paradise, unquote, by Joanna K. Tsuvelis. Hillcrest is a section of Belmont Hill which was developed in the late 1950s. Many of the original property owners still live in the homes they built, like Jerry Gnere, who built his home in 1957. This paradise-like neighborhood is made up of 2.5 miles of private roads, Evergreen Way, Crestview, Birch Hill, Long Meadow, Spring Valley, Stony Brook, Lantern, Amherst, and Woodfell roads. The developer of Hillcrest paved the roads in 1958. As time went on, the roads began to develop potholes. The town patches the potholes throughout the year, but they continue to redevelop and grow bigger every year. Public Works Assistant Director Michael Santoro says the condition of the Hillcrest neighborhood roads is among the worst in Belmont. Director of Community Development Glenn Clancy uses a rating of 1 to 100 to rate roads and plan road work. Any road with a grade less than 60 needs full depth reconstruction. He estimates the roads in Hillcrest grade somewhere in the 40s. However, because the roads are private, the town is not responsible for paying for the reconstruction of the roads. The homeowners are, said Clancy. He said the developer never turned the roads over to the town upon completion, which is why they remain private. Gnary, who uses Uber to get around, said he has drivers from all over the world who tell him the poorest countries in Europe have better roads than the Hillcrest neighborhood. He estimates the town spends about $20,000 annually 
to patch the potholes of the Hillcrest neighbor, neighborhood streets. It's money wasted every year, he said. He also doesn't think it's fair that Hillcrest residents are paying for other roads around town to get reconstructed and is concerned about how the condition of the roads will affect property values. For fiscal year 2019, the townwide budget for pothole patching is $72,510, according to Santoro. This budget is usually increased 2 to 3% every year, depending on the bid price Public Works gets. Santoro was not able to give a breakdown of how much is spent to patch the potholes in the Hillcrest neighborhood annually. Many Hillcrest neighborhood residents like Nary have gone through at least one set of tires every year due to the potholes in their street. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. Belmont Hill School Chapel renovations approved by uh, Diane McLaughlin. A nearly 180-year-old chapel on the Belmont Hill School campus will receive a makeover. The Belmont Planning Board approved plans for an addition and renovations to the chapel. Originally built in Connecticut in 1840, the building was moved to its current location in 1960. The Belmont Hill School uses the chapels for meetings and musical performances. With a seating capacity of 350, it does not have enough space to accommodate both students and faculty, said Scott Aquinilla, the architect with the firm of Bruner Cott. The addition of the back of the structure would expand seating capacity to 600, he said. Other changes would include a larger performance stage, a new accessible entrance and landscaping enhancements. The planning board unanimously approved the project. It really respects the old building, planning board member Steve Pinkerton uh, said. It's a nice little chapel and has historical significance. And now over to Claire. Thanks, Bob. Belmont Light expands the rebate program. The Belmont Light Energy Star Appliance and Smart Device Program for Residential Customers has expanded to include Wi-Fi-enabled hybrid heat pump water heaters and Wi-Fi-enabled smart thermostats. The program has also increased the rebate for heat pumps and hybrid heat pump dryers to $300. According to General Manager Chris Roy, Belmont-like customers continue to take advantage of the opportunity to save money and energy through the program, which offers rebates on qualified appliances, such as refrigerators, central and room air conditioners, and dehumidifiers. In addition to the heat pump water heaters and dryers and smart thermostats, many of the program's components remain the same as in past years and the program continues to be popular among our customers, Roy said. This year we are excited to offer even <coughs> more options, which may produce even greater energy savings for our customers. The 2019 Energy Star Appliance and Smart Device Program offers a credit up to $200 annually on Belmont light bills when customers purchase qualifying Energy Star labeled appliances and smart devices, including refrigerator 15.0 cubic feet or larger with DPW or vendor disposal, $100. Heat pump and hybrid heat pump dryers, $300. Central AC with 
S-E-E-R rating, less than or equal to 14, $100. Room AC with DPW or vendor disposal, $100. Room AC, no disposal, $25. Dehumidifier, $75. Wi-Fi enabled hybrid heat pump water heater, $500. Optional smart Aquanta controller rebate up to $165. Wi-Fi enabled smart thermostat, $100. A rebate for an optional Sensibo smart controller is available for up to $120. A copy of the appliance disposal receipt from the vendor or proof of DPW disposal must also be submitted with the application. Standard dryers, even those with Energy Star labels, do not qualify for the program. Heat pump units are not eligible as AC units for rebates, but are eligible for the Belmont Light Heat Pump Grant Program. All appliances and smart devices must be installed at the account location, and Belmont Light reserves the right to verify installation. Now over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Belmont to host community workshop. Belmont will host a community workshop from 3 to 5 p.m. April 28th at the Beach Street Center, 266 Beach Street, Belmont. The workshop will explore new ways of working together to build a community. Robert Putnam, author of Bowling Alone and Better Together, Restoring the American Community, will kick off the event. There are great programs happening in our library, community organizations, religious institutions, and schools, said co-organizers Marcia Samuels and Mary Power. How can we build upon all we have done well and pool our strengths as the town looks to the future? Spearheaded by the Belmont Library Foundation and co-sponsored by an array of groups, including <coughs> the Board of Selectmen, Belmont Public Schools, and more than 20 town organizations, the workshop welcomes all citizens to join in the conversation. Town moderator Mike Widmar will guide the discussion. I'm proud of the extraordinary level of community engagement in Belmont, said Adam Dash, chair of the Board of Selectmen. This workshop will bring many groups together to brainstorm how we make, can make our community even stronger by forging connections and working together. Communication and cooperation are the key to a cohesive community, and this event will foster both. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.